everybody. And tonight we are doing the newest Netflix movie, The Red Sea Diving Resort. Uh, the Red Sea Diving Resort, based on a true story. I'll just uh, give the synopsis real quick here. Uh, it is a spy thriller based on the story of a group of Israeli Mossad agents and Ethiopians who, in the early 1980s, used a deserted holiday retreat, the Sudan Red Sea Resort, up the sea from Port Sudan, working to rescue and evacuate Jewish Ethiopians from Sudan to Israel. The undercover team carrying out the mission is led by Ari Levinson, played by Chris Evans. So that is what happens in the Red Sea. I feel like that synopsis is a really good indication of what type of person is going to like this. If you didn't fall asleep through the synopsis, then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So Mama Mama Kay selected this movie. Uh, She wanted to review this one. So Mama Kay, what uh, interested you other than Chris Evans about the Red Sea (laughs) Tavern? Other than that, well, I mean, this is the kind of story I like. Like, this is kind of reminiscent if you've seen Argo or even back to old school um, Exodus. Actually, it's probably more like that. But um, Hotel Rwanda, all of these stories are interesting to me. Anything that's sort of based on a true story that doesn't have to do with Meryl Streep in the Washington Post, I can pretty much get through. Oh, boy. Um, so... Um, <laughs> And it's also, you know, it's 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 got some spy aspects of it, not really, but um, that was that was my main interest. Also, it's you know called me, a spy like, thriller film. Um. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know that it's a spy thriller, it's but an interesting um, there choice are of some words. spies, and it is a little, it has some thrilling aspects. So okay, I can go with that. Um, it also has some, you know, pretty good '80s music. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was basically it was basically the storyline uh, beyond having Chris Evans in it. This also has uh, Michael K. Williams. People will know him, I think, from yep. The Wire, as well as a bunch of other bit parts in movies. Uh, you got Haley Bennett, uh, Michelle Huseman, Alessandro Nivola, Greg Kinnear, and Ben Kingsley is yeah. probably on set for a day. <laughs> he's one of those. Maybe um, two. I think he's maybe, on set for two days. I guess, yeah, there's two is and maybe yeah he's in like three locations but two might be just back lots so um (laughs) so yeah if you haven't seen it right now it came out about a week ago on netflix it is streaming there now uh and yeah we are going to spoil it for what there is to spoil uh so go check it out if you if you have any interest uh we rate things here at films with women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the film and we start in uh, Sudan with uh, Chris Evans' character and Michael K. Williams' character. So that's Ari and Kebede. Is that how you say his name? Kebede. Kebede. All right, I got Kebede. Sure make sure yeah. I have these names right. Um, and they are the whole mo- or the whole beginning here is them helping a group of refugees get out of the country because the uh, government is crashing down on the Jewish Ethiopians. Um, right and, and going at, what's happening during that time is you know it's there's a huge famine in ethiopia and i think that that's not it's clearly not helping any of the situation there so there's you know a lot of people are just hungry and they're trying to survive so um and the whole thing is they're trying to get them to israel where they'll be safe and right. it's and ari 
wants to he gets like a team together to go back and the whole cover of this whole thing he talks with uh, his boss who we said earlier is Ben Kingsley uh, who's he, he calls him reckless he's not sure about their plans going in because <laughs> Ari wants to uh, rent out a small coastal hotel called the Red Sea Diving Resort and use it to funnel refugees through because it's on the coast so there's that right then, that was you know. probably never inhabited i think it was built i think they said it was built by the italians in the early 70s so we're talking it's probably been like that for 10 years and it doesn't look like it ever actually had Is very this many stuff guests they say so i have to ask you do you know about what happened in, in real life this situation like do you know any of like the real details because going in i knew it was based on a true story and nothing else well, I mean, I think the basis of it is all true. It's all it's probably all in the actual details and the telling of it of, as to whether uh, it not or not it happened. I mean, apparently, you know, there was a lost tribe of, of Israel that was in Africa for 2700 years. And uh, Menachem Begin, who was brokering who Jimmy Carter was brokering peace with uh, him and uh, Anwar Sadat from where the pyramids are, Egypt, um, at the time, 1979, 1980. And one of his goals was to get all of the tribes of Israel back into Jerusalem. So I think that that's sort of actually the kind of basis that they don't talk about that I remember from growing up. Um, Because I feel like a lot of this would help my understanding, especially early on here with what's happening and what the sides are and who the stakes are. Um, I had a very hard time understanding the plot other than what Chris Evans was doing. Um, I feel the same way uh, as you do, but I think it's because um, going into this myself, I... I, I enjoy history. However, I've never heard this story before. I never knew that there were Sudanese people that were looking to go to Jerusalem, Israel. I, I didn't, I never heard of that before. So I think that yeah. we don't have quite the perspective as somebody who is familiar with this t- uh, period um, of time, you know, and that, d- that did influence i think how we felt about this movie because we didn't have any backstory on it and maybe a little bit more in the film could have assisted us yeah i think that well i think that what cabete had like a he's sort of bookcases the whole thing he talks at the very beginning and the very end i think he sort of he he tries to bring you up to speed about what's going on um, but you really have to pay attention to his monologue. At, you know, if you don't, then you really are kind of lost and you just have to take it, take it for granted that something is happening, that it's very lawless in the lands that they are, that the, the Jews that were in Ethiopia um, were being persecuted and they were, you know, trying to get back to the homeland. I mean, these are people that had never been to Israel, never been to Jerusalem and, and they're, you know, 20 generations back had never been to Israel, you know, so um, I think you really have to pay attention at the beginning of the movie to to kind of get a basis of what's going on. I mean, I was tr- I was really trying um, this, all of this dialogue kind of just washes it's a lot. over me. I, I, I can't yeah. I can't decide what's the important talking parts and what's not. So you mean throughout the whole movie or just in the when it's well, I mean, it's 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 hard the whole movie, but it's really hard at the beginning, which makes it hard to get into the movie. I Mm -hmm. I just don't. All I know is Michael K. Well, this is what I gather from the beginning. Michael K. Williams is like in Africa and he's help. He's like a main helper in getting people out. 
uh, Chris Evans right. for some reason. I think there's a daughter wife thing going on there. But even that, I mean, we get a scene with the daughter, but like it's not enough for me to understand and like feel what he's coming from. And then he's got mm-hmm. his team. And I don't really know what each of their deals are, but they want to do what he says. The only one who gives him any flack is uh, Alessandro uh, Nivola's character, Sammy, uh, yes, later Sammy. on. But and Ben Kingsley just kind of seems in there like, oh, dude, I don't trust you guys. And I don't think we should do this. You guys are reckless. All right, let's do it. Like, I, I can't I can't <laughs> understand. I can't understand anything. Everything seems kind of generic. And like, uh, let's brush over the details because I was not picking up on any details at all. Right. I think that it, it helps to have a little bit of a background and maybe, I mean, I think that's, that's definitely a flaw in this movie is that you don't have that. It's not explained enough. You just have to, you know, take it for what it's worth that. Yeah. These people are trying to get them out and, you know, the motivation it's not really Chris Evans Ari that's motivated. I mean, he is motivated to do this, but he's, you know, he works for Mossad and that's part of what their mission was during this time period was to do this. Um, other people just didn't really, and they even said it in the movie that, you know, if we try to go through diplomatic channels, it's not going to work and it's going to take too long and uh, people are going to die. And so that's sort of why, you know, he's a totally reckless character and he is driven by his ego and, I guess that's why we see him have to do so many push-ups and pull-ups and things like that. Because otherwise, <laughs> oh, I there's can't a lot of that. Explain yeah. that whatsoever. Because I mean, I guess they're they're. I'm hoping what he was trying to get across was that he's a Type A personality that has this crazy ego that doesn't listen to anybody that doesn't do all of these things. And part of his uh, manic workout schedule is because of that. But I think it's probably just because it's Chris Evans and he wanted Chris Evans to do those things. I guess. So, I, I, uh, so, I mean, the whole plot gets... Kicked, it was distracting. The plot gets really kicked off when tourists started arriving at the hotel because they get there, they find right. some people there who are like the staff, in quotes, but not really. They're just kind of like vacant kind of people is what I get the sense of. Um, and right, they've the, been living there. Yeah, and then like the couple tourists get there, the German tourists, and then this is where they have to start like actually pretending to run the hotel because... Because uh, Ari's like, oh, this could work to our advantage. Now we actually look like we're running a legitimate thing. And, um, right. you know, the while they're doing that, you get, meanwhile, uh, the bad guys who are headed off by Colonel Abdel. Colonel Abdel Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like the big bad who wants to prevent the refugees from getting away and wants to stop Chris Evans and his team. So that's really the plot of this movie. And I'll, I'll let you continue on with case since I think you under. You under at least understood this movie the most out of the three of us. Well, what'd you what'd you think of the plot? Um, I mean, I think as a number, I'm going to give this plot a two and a half. I think that it has the underlying, uh, you know, real story behind it lends it to have a four. But like you said, if you're not if you don't have any background on this, or if you don't think about how things work in Africa, like you know politically you're gonna be lost and there's the care you know we can talk about characters in a bit but the character development outside of ari is just so limited even with the michael um, k williams character i really wanted him to have more uh more meat to to deal with because i think he would have been really you know excellent at that i think part of the problem is that you're looking at a time frame over several several years this is very different than like an argo which is a one-time 
um th- did you have you seen argo as i have I yeah i don't love that? argo though <laughs> like I, these yeah, are typically my kind of we, we did see a movie nicole and i earlier this or this past year uh beirut with john ham yeah. and it's a similar, similar yeah. kind of movie i actually kind of like that one uh, i don't think nicole did i don't think i think these are not nicole movies so i'll let her talk more about <laughs> that when she gets to rate the, the plot but uh, <laughs> so having said that that i think that it's it's a good story i think it's not a great plot i don't think the plot really uh serves the story very well and i just think it's a i, I think maybe you he might have bit off more than that he could chew with this movie what did you think nicole uh well um i think that mama k kind of hit it right on the head here if you don't have a background with this it's really not any a thing attention grabbing um unfortunately i don't have that background to base the authenticity off of of this so i don't know how well it was portrayed in terms of what actually happened but what i have in front of me is pretty boring pretty lackluster besides you know the the tense the tense scenes that we have you know when the two sides are in front of each other otherwise all of the plot is lost to me all the characters are lost to me i don't know really what i'm following um i don't know i just didn't grab my attention and that's unfortunate because like like mama k said he had to listen to the to the monologue in the beginning and i I must have been lost since then because i didn't pay attention (laughs) (laughs) well and you like history too i I really do i know that about you i do and it's on i i'm i'm i feel sad that i have never heard of this before or it just wasn't taught as much as it should have been because this is very important and it's a it's a huge topic that um i wish i knew more about but i don't unfortunately so this movie can't give it as much as it could have to me so i think i'll give it a two yeah i'm i also knew about nothing going in um and this movie does a really poor job of trying to bring you in i feel like Mm -hmm. um this would be a good movie to show in school after you taught this subject for half a semester and then like all right now we're gonna watch the movie on it and you'll kind of understand what's going on because you just learned about it constantly um, if you don't have a background in in this plight and this story specifically, it is close to impossible to follow. And what I can follow is stock and boring. Um, so I, I might even be a little lower. I might be like a one five because even if this was executed really well, I mean it'd be a three or a three five. But like, no, this is um, it. <laughs> I did not like this uh, <laughs> this story, and I liked even less how it was executed. There were I think about two scenes that i liked in this movie and even one was undercut well actually they were both undercut a little bit for me but um so the whole like so what did you like what were the scenes that you liked so one scene was somewhat comedic scene when they start to get the camp going and they're yeah. playing um uh, what song is it it's hungry a, like the wolf hungry like the wolf yeah they're playing i was saying Duran yeah, Duran. By Duran Duran. Uh, when yeah. they're doing that and it's <laughs> montaging I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good montage i know they're overused but I, I am a sucker for for when it's played and it's a song i like and it's generally a funny montage as opposed to like a you know training montage like so i mean i liked that all but like because i was so little invested in these characters i was like oh it's just kind of funny because they're supposed to be smuggling out refugees and they are but they're also running like a yoga class and a scuba diving class so <laughs> eh, that's i can see why how that's funny it didn't make me laugh but yeah I, I get it um the no, other it was the choppy other one... i mean that was a really that was a good i i love i actually that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie mine too think, but that's not a I high he, praise he, <laughs> no but i think and i think 
that's what's confusing a little bit about this this film is that there's a story to tell but this was i think he was trying to tell the two stories there's a story of of the resort which is really interesting and then there's the story well there's a story of the resort then there's the story of the refugees and trying to meld them together in a movie and have one like solid way of storytelling was is pretty impossible but this this part in the middle this was great and he did it just like it was a really you know cheesy 1980s video just you know like it was a duran duran video i felt like i was watching the video for hungry like a wolf while they were playing the music of hungry like a wolf so i i really enjoyed that part myself and then the other scene for you uh the other one comes a little bit later i want nicole is, is there any parts that you remember about this movie that you care for i know like <laughs> i know you were I, I was sitting next to you you were trying to stay in it but it was you were you were struggling for sure struggling yeah yeah, yeah I, d- I definitely was um to be quite honest when i'm gonna bullshit around there's nothing that really stuck out to me as as particularly good <laughs> um i could pick out a couple scenes that i didn't care for that much but <laughs> yeah let's do that <laughs> um yeah, yeah if you want to let's go there if we bypass a little bit through i mean i guess the dinner scene that we have after he's invited the the colonel or whatever back to dinner and so tense mm-hmm. i mean i guess that would be my favorite part because that was hard to watch with how he was disrespecting that woman and um you know really trying to get down to see what's going on there um if there is refugees and everything that was probably the best scene the scene i hated the most was the the whole airplane scene at the end where they're trying to get <laughs> all the people onto the airplane yeah and they're like we can only so fit stupid. 200 people and they're like but well, we have 400 and they're wasting so much time how the how the trucks didn't catch up to them at that time i have it's beyond me honestly and what did they have time to do <laughs> Throw fucking airplane seats out of the thing. Like, that's going to hold another 200 people. <laughs> Are they not also attached? They like, how did they take them out so easily? Well, you know. But uh-huh. Chris Evans is Captain America. I mean, he's pretty strong. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So The trucks were within eyesight, They've- and they're able to have this whole, like, dialogue scene back and forth and rip out all the seats in the plane right. in, yeah. what, 30 <laughs> to 90 six- seconds? Like- <laughs> well, yeah. It was, they were six kilometers out, which is what... I don't know, four miles, four Maybe. and a half miles. It didn't even <laughs> feel like they like were that. that far out. You could see so the you lights. you knew they were going like... to be there. <laughs> Let's yeah. um, backtrack a little bit. I'm just confused because I don't quite understand how these five people all met up to do this, um, you know, to, to get the refugees out. Like, is that was that woman a part of some sort of, like, spy thing with them? Or was she literally just like he met her on the plane? I, I must have missed something. No, they re- he he went on that plane to reconnect with her because she okay. was she was a flight attendant at the time. So everybody, the thing that you need to know about Israel too is that everyone is required to do uh, military service um, after they turn eighteen. So uh, not everyone is required to go into in in the Mossad, which is like their secret service um, CIA kind of thing. But my they never say this, but my imaginations is that they've all worked together before, maybe not always not together as a group of five, but um, Chris Evans' character, Ari, as a leader, has worked with all of these people before. Um, oh, so it's like the spy movie he was... where he pulls his team together, except we don't know any of these people, they're not interesting or fleshed out, and they just kind of show up. They're not fleshed out. I think they could be interesting. Or I think I, I my favorite character is the guy, the sharpshooter. I like him a lot, and I really want to know more about. I don't know him. who she's talking about either. <laughs> Michael uh, Wiseman. He's the oh, he's the, the wolf. Jake Wolf. 
Sure. Yeah. Him the exactly. guy from um, the guy from <laughs> that other movie we just watched. No, that's that's Sammy. I, that's our that's that's the only reason I was able to even stay engaged because Nicole and I just watched another movie with Alessandro Nivola, uh, the art of self defense, where he's sensei. Uh, he's um, he's like a black belt oh. instructor to Jesse Eisenberg, and he is awesome in that. So every time I saw him in this, I'm like, oh, it's sensei. I, I, that like honestly <laughs> helped. That honestly helped me not completely die during this movie. <laughs> I wanted these people, I mean, I think as actors, when I was looking at them, I was like, I don't have any problems with anybody, but I really wanted them to have more, you know, good dialogue. And There needed to be um, more, there needed to be more engagement. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I think, good dialogue. There was dialogue, no doubt, but... So, um, okay, continue I mean, with, um, I guess, your character ratings, we're kind of talking about all of them right now. Two. Yeah, so... I said Mavikane, not Nicole, although. Oh, I didn't hear that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Go you have much Nicole. more to say anyway, though, right? <laughs> that was it. I thought we were just throwing them out there. <laughs> we're just throwing numbers out there like we're playing dice. Yeah. Seven. Um, no. Um, I mean, char- no, there wasn't, there was no character development for me for, for pretty much anybody. Um, I don't know that. I mean, the movie was over two hours long. What what were we oh, doing? Yeah. Why weren't we not? What, Nicole paused why it we at fifty five minutes and was like, "There's over an hour left." <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, like I said, it took place over several years, but still felt like it. Um, uh, yeah, I I give the character I give the characters a two and a half. Um, I I like I like the actors that were in it, and I really think they could do a lot more than they were given to do um i'm not sure why you know gideon raff the the director didn't want to do that or couldn't do that i'm not sure maybe he's just not you know that well versed and he's made a couple smaller movies and a series but i i don't recognize any of his work personally who was the one guy that was in it he must have been maybe an ambassador or something that they met when they all got off and they went through customs and the guy who like sold them the the first place um greg kinnear i don't know the oh, greg kinnear. yeah the, the, the uh, white guy who just pops up everywhere that's not ben yeah Kingsley. right older. that's right yeah, yeah i i'm i'm lost on him honestly I, I i as you can tell right now i don't know what his title was what he was supposed to do I, did he add anything for this i don't know well, he did because he he was a yeah. CIA. Everybody else, everybody else was uh, basically Israeli government, and he was um, a CIA CIA agent who wow. really knew what was going this on, but had to act like he didn't. Sad. Know this was all revelations to me. I really had no. It's like, sad. I literally I don't want to feel this way about this. Because I literally it makes assigned feel... all these people like generic titles in my head and didn't actually know. I was like, Greg Kinnear is helpful older guy who's on their side, but I can't help them. <laughs> Chris Evans is leader guy, <laughs> Alessandro Nivola's, you know, contentious friend. Michael K. Williams is local, who will be wise. Did you guys watch with, like, the sound off? And we watched no with the ti- subtitles no. and the sound high and the subtitles on, so we could try to follow. It's this it's impossible. It's because... really impossible to understand what's going on here. Like, it's... Yeah, but I don't know any of these characters based on history, so I... And I don't I know any of these characters based on their trouble. actual names, so I still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know about. any of these characters based on the movie <laughs> yeah, I watched. I didn't, have that, I didn't have that much trouble following it, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it was really I, I, hard. 
it was really hard to <laughs> just pay attention and figure it out. I like, paid it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way about it. I didn't feel. I didn't feel that way about it. I didn't have any trouble following what was going on. And I could follow what's going on uh, because of like, like I just said, like I assigned them generic action thriller, you know, history titles in my head, but I didn't actually know what their real titles were, what they were really doing. I just gen. I just knew how. I just know how movies work and how plots work. So I'm like, all right, that's what this person does. Like it's kind of that kind of thing. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't actually. Well, they actually said no. they actually said these things. So I mean, these are things that you you miss. They say them so... more than one time in a quick sentence in their endless dialogue because I'm not going to pick up on it if that's how they did it. Because <laughs> well, that's I don't too know that, but it can't be like hi CIA guy at the airport that we're seeing again for the second time. You know, I mean, what? <laughs> they, I, don't I mean, know. I need to pick up on it. I can't. I need to uh, like. I need some some salad to help me digest. I can't just eat. You know like a well-done steak like i can't pass it all i was paying close attention when i watched this film maybe that is the difference is i was really because i was interested you know people are looking at this as being you know what can chris Evans do after being captain america and being a marvel superhero so it was sort of like okay i'm interested in what that's gonna look like well he kind of just seemed like people for him kind of just seemed like uh like diet captain america like you didn't like he was kind of very similar. <laughs> he was Captain Israel. Yeah, like he's just really similar to um, <laughs> Steve Rogers. He didn't feel that different to me, except way worse dialogue. Oh, I didn't dialogue. feel like he was Steve Rogers at all. So <laughs> I but, don't know. With the exception ch- of wanting to do the right thing, he didn't. He didn't. But with the exception of that, that's very Steve Rogers. Well, that's what but I'm thinking. I, I mean, that's the, like that the was... trait I picked up on from him was. You know, he doesn't want to let his friends down. It's like the right thing for him to do. He has the same like attitude kind of feeling to me uh, maybe a little more mm-hmm. carefree but i mean that's stretching i don't know it all seemed I very have no nebulous. fucking clue what you're talking about anymore at all i'm so lost <laughs> yeah i, I mean I, I i'm gonna land i know nicole gave it two already i'll i'll give it a two because i liked when alessandro nivola showed up because i saw him in something i liked recently <laughs> if it weren't for that it would be like a Oh, one five. I don't even know why I'm giving it that high. I'll give it a two. It's it's there's there's occasions where I'm. We need and to so, move off from this because I'm falling asleep. I don't even know who you're talking about anymore. They're all, right, all the same. Uh, the visual and sound, you uh, Nicole. Fake names visual and sound. Get, get back in it. What did you think of the visual and sound? <laughs> Nothing. I don't even remember. <laughs> I mean, I like the '80s music too. I guess. I, I mean, it's really out of place for me, but I, I like the songs. But um, I well, it takes it was place, out of place in, in the movie. 80, eighty or eighty-one. I, I know, so. but that's not the music they're listening to down there. So I don't know. Um, I don't like. I don't like war movies. I don't like killing movies. I don't like guns. I don't like blood. I don't like shooting. I am completely out of it from like minute three. So I, I don't have much to say. Unfortunately, I should probably shouldn't have done this review, but I give it like a two. <laughs> Well, but even though it's about a rescue mission, I mean, I, that should be compelling. That's not compelling for you, is that? Unfortunately, I don't think it is because I just don't no. have that that pull in it of no of of knowing this time in history to feel it. Like it just feels like a movie yeah, to me. This, um, 
this relates so much to everything that's happening these you know nowadays with i mean they talked about not talked about what they wrote at the end that there's 65 million you know refugees in the world right now whether they're political refugees or however that works but that was pretty cheesy I mean, to me I, that last that last little sentence coming up i'm like oh stop trying so hard. yeah i'm not saying it <laughs> well i'm not saying it's not cheesy but it's actually informative and that you know the, part of the reason i thought about that this might be relevant is because of that you know well if i, I don't know that there's a lot of people that know these this particular story but no i i definitely didn't know that and i think that really that really is driving me to the um rating i'm giving but uh based on thing that based on movies and media that is out right now um you know that's that's hitting our current events and our situation that we're in right now in the world in terms of refugees there's Actually, a show I've been watching that really has been gripping me with that um, more so than this, which is Orange is the New Black, which I can relate to more of feeling that <laughs> a refugee. Oh, really? Uh, so I won't get into it more because I don't want to spoil that for anybody else. But um, that's a big topic in this season. And holy shit, that's what makes me feel that that gripping feeling more so than this. Well, hold on, Nicole. Right. I know you say you don't always like war and shooting and guns, but let's go back to, I think, the first review you and I ever did on the show. It's a very different war movie, but Triple Frontier is a movie full of mm. shooting and guns and, and macho machismo, <laughs> and you really like that movie. So like, like there's a way to do a movie like, you know, with this material I feel correctly. Like- I, I agree, and I mean Triple Frontier had a little bit. Triple Frontier had a little bit more into it in terms of the money heist and all that stuff. But um, you're right. It's the, the way heist. that they portrayed, <laughs> yeah, instead of smuggling out millions like of dollars, they're smuggling out hundreds of people, <laughs> tens of thousands of people. I mean, this was not hundreds of people. They were they they rescued tens of thousands of people. I mean, it's mind blowing, and it makes me it makes me want to do research on this more so I can fully understand what this movie is about. I hope that I will appreciate it more after this, and I can go back and see it and understand what it's meant to do for us, and really show right. you know what they were trying to portray. They they chose certain things for this movie to portray. So just the yeah. fact that there's a ignorance on my end of what it's meant to be, then. I can't base my opinion on anything else, unfortunately. Well, no. And I I think clearly, you know, he missed a mark if he's not able to, you know, get to the general audience that this is what's happening. I mean, I have the advantage of being alive during that time period and knowing a little bit of background, not on this particular thing. I think this is new. This is new, newer information that has come out um, about that time frame. But I remember, you know, that what was going on specifically at that time. And so I think that that's that was really helpful for me to have. And if the filmmaker had a had a better way about him, you guys would have been able to get into the storyline. And if there was at least one compelling character for you, sometimes that's enough to keep you watching the movie. And even if we can compare to just a current event, I don't want to make any comparisons between these two specifically, but just say in 10 years when they make a, um, a movie about, let's say like September 11th or something, and somebody our age is watching it, then I, I hope that they don't have the same feeling that we're having about this, where the history was lost. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, no, I, I understand that. I, that's legitimate. Sure. Okay. You're missing the point, but anyway, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, we'll circle back around. To the... You're talking about when it's enough, when enough years have passed where people don't have right. personal right. I, I, I get what reflections about it. So let's, let's yeah. circle back around to the visual and sound. I know Nicole wasn't a fan, but we'll go with uh, mama. K. What did you think of the visual and sound of this movie? Um, Some of the, 
dark scenes were so dark i wasn't exactly sure what was happening <laughs> uh particularly a scene that was supposed to be really you know kind of tense and scary when uh they're being attacked um on the beach after they had just uh did one of their flotillas out to to the airplane or to the to the boat um it was really dark and i couldn't tell who was who and i couldn't tell who was shot and if that was kind of a bummer so i mean i'm gonna land on another probably two for this just um because of that you know me i'm suckered in i i like africa i liked looking at africa yeah, it's a uh, even though it was desert it's a location thing for me. I like that. But even though I like that, it's a two. Um, I had a hard time buying. I mean, I know it's for real, but I had a hard time buying that people would actually go to a hotel in the Sudan during a time when there's like so much unrest in that area. And, you know, and it was clear, well, clear to me in the movie that that was a place where people, you know, where there was many tribes that were war had warring factions they even showed the dinner on. scene where the one guy was there and he's threatening to kill and do whatever and there's still guests <laughs> eating dinner right there in the same room well that's that was one of my questions that i was coming into this with is like well, holy cow what are these people thinking well i do you know, remember like... they had a pretty nice brochure they made up at the beginning there that is a plot <laughs> detail i picked up on yeah <laughs> yeah it, it looked pretty sweet and i'm guessing it was probably like pennies on the dollar to stay there um so if you were if you were taking a discount vacation maybe that's you stay at the they didn't want people resort. to be there in the first place though you'd make it really expensive for such crap like yeah i that's part of the plot that i was like unclear on because of you know he's like well the hotel's not supposed to be open for months but you know really that's the that's the cover you want is that you're renovating a hotel i'm not sure about that so yeah for, for the visual inside i'm also on a two um I think some of it looks pretty good. I mean, the hotel itself and, like, what they're doing around there, I think that all looks fine. Um, when mm -hmm. they're fighting, I can't really do it. I like, so, the other favorite scene I was going to talk about earlier is the one Nicole talked about briefly. It was the dinner scene. But, yeah. And I like the way this is shot, and I actually feel a little bit of tension here. The problem with all of this, and not just this, but, like, a bit bunch of chunks, is I don't understand, I don't know the rules, and that's a big problem in a movie like a lot of times in like horror and thriller and spy movies, I have to know the rules. I have to know what the stakes are and like what I can and can't do. Cause once, cause then when something goes wrong, I'm like, Oh no, something went wrong. And I know that I don't know who can kill who. And at what time, like they don't have any weapons, so they can't kill the leader, like the bad guy leaders, but the okay. bad guy leaders, like what's, is there anything stopping them? And, and also they're in jail. And then the woman, was allowed to go through to pick them up and she was like i'm just gonna pass through and they're like all right it's fine and then she runs past a guard an armed guard and he's like wait, wait a minute and then he runs up the stairs after and then well, they just leave like i don't understand any of the rules i don't understand when they're actually in danger of being killed so... or imprisoned or when or like when can they fight when can't they fight like why why are why are the warlords not just killing them at first sight and not even taking any chances what, what's to stop them well i think part of it is that there really aren't rules and or the rules are so tenuous and uh the it's always changing so why don't they kill each other that's... way faster like the first time they meet each other or the second time or the third time well then the movie would be very short oh, right but i but right but in order for a movie to work i need rules as to why they aren't killing each other it's like when i also the stormtroopers oh. can't hit anybody like i need to understand oh, 
I need to understand what. <laughs> Sorry to break stars. I need to understand like if the movie. Oh well, because the movie <laughs> needs needs to keep going. Well, if the movie needs to keep going, you have to give me a reason why they can't just kill each other every time they run into each other. I also but- don't understand if Chris Evans understands the language because I think he speaks it a couple times. Yet they have at the dinner scene, he's talking in native language to the woman, the colonel or whoever, and acting as if Chris Evans doesn't know what he's saying because he's saying pretty terrible things but then later on i feel like chris evans says something in the language i don't understand am i missing that maybe he can speak a little i don't and i don't i don't yeah i don't really think that he he does and and the the language there's more than one language going on and i think that that's not evident unless you're like have your clothes you had your captions on but and i had mine yeah, on as I, well I but there yeah there's arabic and then there's another language that looks like arabic but it's not like ahurik or something like that but you have to realize that all of these warring factions in that area each one of them has their own language which is you know maybe that's something again that was said at the beginning of the movie i'm not sure why i know that but you know if you have 50 or 60 different um sort of tribal situations happening each one of them speaks their own language so that's part of that's part of the the problem is that a lot of them also speak Arabic, but they also have their own dialect and their own language. So I don't get the feeling that Chris Evans know. I feel like um actually the female character probably might be the most well versed in any of the languages. Um, I don't think he knew what was happening. Honestly, I don't think anybody really knew what was happening. No, I didn't. What that man was saying to <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, we didn't. So. Yeah, the audience did not know <laughs> yeah. what was happening. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think I don't think yeah I don't think we've that already that was, talked about the end. I, I don't think they that was fly clear. away um, after they throw all the seats out. The guys are shooting at him, but they can't get him. And the guy's mad, and he shoots up in the air. And um, at the at the very well, that isn't that what mad people do? I, I guess I don't know. I'm still hung up on the fact that they could have all killed each other all both sides multiple times, way many times in the movie. And I don't have I still don't have a clear understanding as to why they didn't, other than. Well, there's an hour left in the movie. Like, like they don't know that. Like, why aren't they doing like so? Um, but if I have to push past that, like we get to the end. I, I do like at the very end they show like real um, photos and video, like short video clips from what really happened to try to you know back up credence yeah. to oh yeah this really did happen or not. Ex- no, I mean I know that I think some of the names are changed. I don't know if all the names are the same, but like you know this this series of events really did happen. I, know. I know that's part of the criticism this movie is getting right. is that it's white savior complex uh is what it's being labeled as because right. all the main characters that are good guys are white except for michael k williams who i mean to be fair pretty much no one but chris evans gets a lot of time but i mean he doesn't get a lot of time either and then the other uh, villains are kind of just faceless uh, i mean that that's the right. least of the problems in this movie that's what you're harping on there's way bigger problems you could you could point out than that but um as an overall resonance and feel, uh, Nicole, give your give your final thoughts here if you have anything else on this, uh, on this movie. What do you think? I mean, I guess it's just all dependent on what you what you know and how it makes you feel watching this. If it, you know, holds true to how it really played out, and you can relive that that history because it says it's inspired by true events, so we know it's not going to be exact. Right. But um, me. I, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a two, gen, a generous two because I didn't. <laughs> I know you're generous. I yeah. didn't gain enough education watching this to make me understand what's happening. Yet didn't feel inspired enough to go seek more. 
And I think that's where it lost me because it really had to tug me one way or the other. And I was kind of sitting here in the middle wondering what I watched and why it's not a big deal. Mama K? Well, for me, Resonance and Feel for Me is going to be, that's going to be my highest one. It's going to be a three just because there were, uh, there were a couple scenes that I know will probably stick with me. One that we haven't mentioned was uh, when the first set of people are coming across the desert before the Red Sea Diving Resort is set up and they're walking the however many, you know, hundreds, thousand miles, whatever it is from Ethiopia to Sudan. Um, and they encounter this woman. Oh, that's, that was that was difficult to watch. Yeah, she had clearly been attacked. And she, so they they take her along with them um on this walk and they go they're starting to cross this river and it's a deep river and she just decides to let go and uh sammy who's a doctor it you know it feels compelled and i'm sure he wouldn't have been the only one but he's definitely the the first one i would think of to to try and save her and he can't save her and i think that that's part of his character's uh that could have been really delved into a little bit further in his character um how he's more he has more of a caring attitude whereas Ari's more about the mission um not that the people aren't important but he's more about the mission not the individual um and i will think about that person i will think about that woman and why she decide why she decides to make that choice to to go down the river end her life rather than keep going you know where this is actually some you know this could be an end for her and you know a, a, this could be a good a good ending for her but it's too much it's too much for her to take that's that's what i get from it anyways that it's she just can't can't go on after everything that's happened i thought um, she was just her. tired so that's <laughs> like she just couldn't she was exhausted wow. i thought she was just exhausted couldn't hang on anymore and she just went away um like the guy like the like, no that's not what happened like at the all mom from ice age <laughs> sorry <laughs> what when she lets the baby go at the beginning of Ice Age and she floats down the river. What like the she was fuck two are you talking about? She was two weeks to go on. That's no, what I was thinking of that's that whole more about scene. What, like, I was like, oh, it's like the beginning of Ice Age. If you're going to make that comparison, you make that comparison between uh, Ice Age and Ari's mother who who gives him up. And she's the one who goes down the river. We don't we don't see that. But that's the story that he tells. Oh, well, I so. get the visual storytelling. Yeah. Sorry, that was a very just comparison. Um, I'm gonna give this overall resonance a feel, kind of like Nicole, like a, a like a guilty two. Yeah, like two. a I, like I, I feel like I should give it lower, but I feel like because this is an other pile of garbage movie, it's bad, but not because people didn't try or were lazy. I think it was earnest. It was an right. earnest failure, which makes me be like, eh, I guess I'll give you some twos. Like, but in all honesty, I don't enjoy almost any of this movie. Um, it's it's a pretty big failure in my eyes, and I think Nicole Nicole agrees as well. Um, not to put words in your mouth, but I guess now you could put your own words in your mouth. Nicole, do you recommend the Red Sea Diving Resort? Mm, I don't think it does justice to um, you know what it, what it's supposed to be doing. Um, so I don't think that I recommend this because I agree it was it was it was lifeless. In the sense that I didn't, I didn't feel the, I didn't feel the victory story of saving all these refugees. I felt some heartache and pain for the people going through this, but that, in the grand scheme of things, didn't carry me on to the recommendation. Mama K. Uh, I'm going to recommend this movie. What? Surprisingly, right? To who? Um, well, experts of the subject. I've actually already 
recommended the movie to one person um, based on a similar refugee kind of situation that they're involved in. Um, I just think, I think these kind of stories are important to know about and whether it's done well or not. I mean, it's kind of a bummer that it's not done as well as you would hope. And I, I do kind of feel like it's getting some bad press because of, um, because of the, the pro Israeli stance that, people think it's taking um i mean it kind of is from the portrayal of israelis yeah but if you're going to give a history movie you're going to portray it the way it should be even regardless of that that should be that should be topic number one on the back of the box this is going to have political views on it like why do people get mad about stuff like that for no i I don't i'm just trying to i'm just trying to point the other side i guess you could give you know more character development to you know the other the the warlords i guess and make them be like oh they're not just warlords they have families and and feelings too i don't know i don't know i'm trying to point the other well, side well there could have been i think there 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 could, there could have been character development by you know concentrating on maybe one maybe the first group of people that went and you know maybe you know they did have a woman from that first group that they they kind of gave her a few lines to say but maybe if they develop more about the the story rather than her just saying you know my father is dead my husband is missing my son is sick that's not enough you know i mean i think maybe if if we if we followed one of their stories that would be a very you know yeah, it's different not like story the characters we follow are super well developed and fleshed out anyway it's not like they missed out on this great movie to be a part of um no I'm just saying, if you're going to play devil's advocate that way, you could have, no, you know, I, it would have, it might have, it might have ended up being just as, you know, uninteresting to most probably people. So. It probably would have been no more or less uninteresting, <laughs> identically uninteresting. Right. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to not recommend this movie either uh, with Nicole. Um, it, it definitely tries. So I give it some points for effort. Everyone's acting. Um, everything's played straight. <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to be going off the rails. Um, it looks like a movie. It just is. It's just. I mean, if you don't have enough background in the subject, it's it's close to impossible to follow. Um, characters are under underdeveloped. Major plot things that I've talked about about this could have ended a million times and it doesn't. Like, and then it just, it's just unsatisfying in almost every way I can think of. But um, it's a not recommend for me uh, and disappointing, unfortunately. But. Uh, that happens so uh coming up we have on monday uh streaming review i'll just tell you guys what it is right now it's the place beyond the pines so that's streaming on netflix right now so if you guys want to check that out before we review it on monday i wonder how that one's gonna go it's gonna be me mama k and jess so yeah yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes um and then we also have some (laughs) movie reviews uh, in theaters coming out uh, scary stories to tell in the dark where'd you go bernadette the kitchen uh ready or not and a couple more streaming at the end of the month so if you have anything for us to review in the rec- uh, to in the meantime if you want to recommend anything to us films with the women in my life on facebook and i am brennan underscore pod host on instagram you can reach out to mama k at mama k pod on instagram and nicole what was your handle again on instagram make that dot cake make that make, make that, that dot cake, dot cake. Uh, not the word dot the period. Yes. Just to clarify for anyone. Um, so yeah, the, <laughs> thanks thanks for being on, uh, Mama K and Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, this is Brendan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. 
please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.